Welcome, guys, evolutionary.org podcast coming your way. Welcome, guys and gals, because we do have female listeners, too. We really appreciate all of you that listen to this podcast. Steve Smith here, and Rick is in the house. We are social distancing, though. We are not together for this episode. We're social distancing. How's it going, man? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? All right, guys, so this is number 306. This is going to be a fun episode, guys, a more lighthearted episode. Last few, we've kind of been talking about bad news, but let's kind of make, get into some lighthearted talk. First one, um, you know, let's talk about, Rick, um, you know, what have we been doing the past few days to stay fit and to stay sane? Because we've been kind of jailed. So what have you been doing, Rick, to stay sane and stay fit? Just doing new things in the kitchen, new recipes. Uh, reading a bunch, uh, that's been a, a really, really good way to stay chill is reading a bunch. Um, watching a lot of news, um, caught up on a couple of uh, audiobooks that I wanted to, to make some more progress on. And just pretty much info and, you know, I, I'm homebody most of the time anyway. I do travel, but once I settle, I like to, I like to chill, I like to be at home. So it hasn't been that hard. You know, just uh, opportunity for reading, a lot of uh, exercise, calisthenics, and watching my diet. That's also been kind of fun. Uh, since I'm home, it's real easy to count my macros. So I just keep a little piece of paper around the refrigerator and, and fill stuff in. Just been pretty uh, pretty chill, actually. How about you, Steve? What, what have you been doing? I've been, you know, having a lot of fun pond hopping. Freshwater fishing isn't something uh, I've done very much um, over the past 20 years. Be, you're supposed to be home. Yeah, I mean, the thing about the uh, freshwater fishing, Rick and I were talking about this pre-show, because uh, I'm not sure what your idea of fishing is. Is it like going on a pier with a bunch of people? But actually, all our piers are closed. So what I've been doing is just going to ponds, like in the middle of nowhere. I take my bicycle, and I just bicycle down the street, and if I see like a canal or I see a pond, if I see something, I have my backpack with me. I have different types of baits, artificial baits. I have jigs. I have plastic worms. I have all kinds of things, soft baits. So I'll find like a canal. I'll find a pond in a neighborhood, and I'll just ride my bike in there. Even if it's like a gated community, I'll just still ride my bike in there and just find a pond and fish it. And I've been, you know, it's like nobody, nobody's there. Like nobody's around. So it's really, really nice. Yeah, you're uh, supposed to, to be away. social distancing, man. You come in contact with the fish and stuff. Do you catch and release or you, you take it home? No, no, catch and release, man. You See, don't there, eat, there yeah. you, you come in, yeah. come into close contact with the well, fish now. What I'm doing, Rig, is I give the kiss, uh, the fish a nice French kiss, uh -huh. and then I put them back. So, you know, uh, if you go to the same spots, have you ever, like, caught the same fish twice? Because sometimes fish will hang out in, in, like, one spot or one little, 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 little cut. Uh, what else? You won't catch the same fish um, the same time, usually within a few hours, uh, because they kind of get stressed out. And they, yeah, they won't we catch them like the next day or a couple days Yes, later. I have gone fishing in the evening, the same yeah. spot, and next morning caught the same fish. And the reason I know it was the same fish is he had my hook and my bait in his mouth still the, from, the, from the night before. He cut me off the night before, yeah. so I went back. I caught the same fish. That actually happened to me twice in the past couple months. So they do – you do catch the same fish because, yes, they are territorial, so they'll hang out in the same place. You know, they got those Bluetooth tags you could buy at Best Buy. Can you, like, clip one on the fish and then you come with your cell phone and track it later? <laughs> 
Yeah, they do tag fish, like the big game. Yeah, but you could buy like the little, yeah. they're like the size of, yeah. a, of, a, of a small Kind of track it. Yeah, and you could like put it on the fish and then let it go. And then you, you come back to the same GPS. spot and you could track it. No, with Yeah, the, I could track it. it, it, it yeah, and it links up Bluetooth cl up close too. Yeah. You know, GPS. you know what That's you could, here's, here's a real idea. You put that on the fish and then you, then you shoot it with some like Mandrolone and some EQ and then you release it back. Then when you come back a couple weeks later, could have gained like 10 pounds. So you catch, like, you, you catch a world record fish. You catch like a huge, just like a monster. You know what Hook I mean? Up. Give him some yeah, yeah, like he, he'll be all juiced up and he'll come back and eat all the other smaller fish and get really, really big. And then and since you tagged it, you could, you could come back and when you find it later. You know what Juice I mean? Juice it up, man. Juice yeah. up the fish, yeah. That's, a good idea. That's what I would do if I had like a... A plot of land and have like a, a, a fish farm, and I juice all my fish, but they don't be for me, right? I wouldn't sell them, I'd just eat them. That'd be like a good way to deliver steroids if you like grow your own like livestock and your own fish and you just juice them up so the meat already has the steroids in it. What do you think about that, Steve? Yeah, that's good. What's ironic though, I'm catching some, <laughs> I, I've caught more fish from your side of the world than native fish. I've caught non-native fish. Oh, invasive your, species in, in Florida. From Amazon. Huge problem. From, Huge from problem. Amazon, yeah. From your why don't you, wood. you know, for extra cash, why don't you, like, start, like, catching anacondas and turning them in? Don't they give you, like, a couple hundred bucks per anaconda? Yeah, the Everglades, uh, they have a program where they, they actually pay you to catch anacondas. But, nah, bro, I'm not, I'm not a killer. I'm a, uh, you know. But, I but the I, anaconda's an invasive species. It's not supposed to be there. It's still, fucking man, everything. I can't. I still, I'm a lover, not a killer. So that's the so, human's fault. We should kill the so, humans for releasing them, not the, not the. So not you the always, so you always release the, you always release the fish. You never, you never take it home and cook it up. No, no. If it's um, I'll, I'll, I'll keep fish to eat when I need, you know, when not from the fresh water though. I wouldn't eat fish from fresh water, but from the ocean, I'll keep some fish and eat. But most of the time, yes. Why would you eat? Why won't you eat fresh water fish? I just don't think they're they taste good. But number two, because of the the you know the pollutants and the water, right. um, you know all the all the crap that's in these ponds and canals and stuff. You really you don't want to be eating that. I don't think it's safe. You know, I don't think that, it's down in South America, freshwater fish is, is actually the cleanest uh, you can get because there's you you catch it pretty close to the water source. Water comes. Yeah, out you catch piranha, piranhas and but stuff. I, but you know, but once the water gets. Florida, those waterways run miles and miles and miles, and maybe that's why where you, it picks up a lot of pollution, a lot of people around. Yeah, it's freshwater. Well, fish the runoff—it's the runoff from neighborhoods. They spray all that shit in neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah. It's the runoff. All the stuff people put on their lawns to keep them nice and pretty—it it exactly. runs off. Uh, yeah, I mean everything, everything we pesticides, all, all kinds of stuff runs off. Oh, it's yep. too bad. Yeah, the Everglades are, are are getting all fucked up. Those anacondas are like eating everything. A lot of invasive species there that are not supposed to be there. Yeah. But the, one of the invasive species, though, Rick, peacock bass, which is from the Amazon. You can go catch that where you're at. Those are actually put in, 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 um, down here on purpose. They were put on purpose because to eat the invasive species, like tilapia, See, they, every time they Every time they do that, it backfires. They tried to do that in Australia, introducing yeah. a, one animal after the other to eat the other. And, it, and, and then when the animal gets there, it doesn't eat the one you want it to eat. It goes yeah. and eats something else, something local. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but they, this is working, though. The peacock gas is actually more protected than the largemouth bass. 
So yeah. it is actually working, but we do have, yeah, a lot of invasive species, but they're pretty. The invasive species are the pretty fish. They're all colorful and stuff, <laughs> you know, they're not so brown and boring. So, so Colombia has its own little, uh, little Hawaii, its own little Jamaica. It's two islands are called uh, San Andres and Providencia, San, San Andreas and Providence. And they're beautiful islands. They're actually coral islands. They were, they were millions of years ago, they were big coral mounts. And then the sea levels dropped eventually and these coral mounts, you know, they just disintegrated. And now you have these gorgeous little islands and, and all the sand around it. It's not really sand, little tiny little pieces of shell. You could just pick them up and go through them in your hand and they're all tiny pieces of shell. And the lionfish, it's this lionfish infestation and it's eating up all of the local, all of the local species, messing everything up. The whole ecosystem is, is off balance because these lionfish, they just tear through everything. Nothing eats them and they're just vicious hunters and, and breed pretty, pretty quickly. So lionfish have become uh, invasive. I think in, in South Florida too, no? Yeah, but they're in the reefs. They're offshore. In the, in the reefs. reefs. In the reefs, yeah. yeah it's all water. Big problem. But they do pay, pay people. You can actually buy them in Whole Foods. They sell them in Whole Foods all over Florida. And they taste actually delicious. Yes. So people actually buy them. They actually go kill them. And then they pass them over and people actually buy them. They taste like, like snapper. Which yeah, is, the, uh, people yeah. spearfish them right out of the out of, out of the coral and it's the only the fish that i know of that you can actually catch and kill and just waste because every other saltwater species must be thrown back so that's the only one lionfish that you can actually waste um that i'm aware of i'm sure there's others but that's the one because it's so dangerous invasive as fuck yeah it's invasive yeah. as hell it it just tears through everything and nothing eats it either it's too, it's too, it's too powerful, and it has those uh, spines that that kill anything near it. So, yeah. Huh. All right. Yep. So, guys, we have a listener question. This guy wants to know if his, if my dad gets the COVID nineteen, uh, would clenbuterol help? And he has since he has a history of a breathing illness. So, first of all, clenbuterol and albuterol they're both um, drugs that were approved in some countries. Uh, for as a bronco delator for asthma and uh, you know they're b2 agonists so um, they have you know they work as a stimulant thermogenic drug so a lot of guys um, use them um, for that purpose and bodybuilding so when he asked the question a lot of guys chimed in kind of being rude to him but it's actually a really good question and rick you're um, you have some experience with this, uh, with family members. What do you think about this question? Yeah, man. Well, my mom thinks she had COVID uh, around November. She's a healthcare worker and she was sick. She had pneumonia. She stayed at home most of the time. She didn't go to the ER, but she made regular doctor's appointments and drove herself out there and went. And she got prescribed albuterol, the inhaler. And uh, she doesn't, I asked her specifically uh, to come on the podcast today and discuss this. I asked her if she thought it helped or not. And she says she doesn't really know. She says it's the first time she used it. And she couldn't really tell me either way if, if, it, if it helped or not. She doesn't think it made it any worse. But the uh, abutyl inhaler she got from the doc, because, you know, back then they, COVID wasn't even on the radar. And again, we don't know if she had it, but she thinks she does. She had all the symptoms, uh, dry cough, pneumonia. She tested negative for the flu. 
and this was end of November, early, early December. And all everything matches up to the to the symptoms that have been reported everywhere. And yeah, a beautiful inhaler. She doesn't think it made it any worse, but she also couldn't tell me it helped. And this is coming from my mother as a healthcare worker at a clinic. So so you guys are going to remember with this, the coronavirus, the virus causes COVID-19, okay, which is considered a disease, okay? It's just like how HIV causes AIDS in, um, you know, situations. So you got to remember there is no cure. There is no cure for this. The only thing that you can do is treat the symptoms. You got to keep, keep get a handle on symptoms. Example, if you've got a 105 degree fever and you go to the hospital, guess what? They're going to throw some ice on you to get your temperature down. That's not, that's not this causing the fever. It's your own body causing the fever because your own body's trying to destroy, destroy this sickness. So your body in this situation freaks out and starts hiking your temperature up. So if you go to the hospital for a really, really bad fever, they're going to pump you full of drugs to get your fever down. They're going to, they're going to, Throw some ice on you to get your fever down. They're going to give you an ice bath, whatever. Get the fever down. So this is a perfect situation here. So um, if the clenbuterol helps your dad breathe easier now and he has trouble breathing on the COVID, then obviously it would probably help him a little bit, but it's not going to cure him. So I'm sure there's more better ways to help your dad breathe better. That's why ventilators are so in demand right now. Because you hook someone up to a ventilator, they're going to be able to breathe a lot easier in oxygen. So clenbuterol would not be something that you're going to see doctors giving people because there's much better options. But like I said, if your dad is already on albuterol, clenbuterol for asthma, you know, an inhaler, that's something that he's going to want to take regardless um, to help him breathe better. So I hope that answers your question, guys. And, um, you know, that's, that's just, uh, that's the solution there. You have to treat this, the symptoms. You're not going to be able to cure anything. You can't, you can't cure the flu. You can't cure a common cold. You can only treat the symptoms and hope your body destroys it. And the ironic thing is the more you treat the symptoms, the longer it's going to take to get better. That's, that's the weird thing about the way our bodies work. Like if you have a little mild fever and you take Tylenol to get your fever down, if you have like the flu or something, it's going to take you longer to get better because you're basically fighting your own body's defense me mechanism. So that's, that's the ironic thing about this. This is why Western medicine is, you know, you cannot just depend on, throwing a bunch of drugs at a problem. You have to, your own body has to cure itself, has to heal itself. Drugs and all this, they just cure the symptoms. They just help you with the symptoms. I won't even say cure the symptoms. They help you with the symptoms, help you get through it. So in the close people I know who've had this, they were miserable, two or three weeks of miserable, being miserable, just like your mom, Rick. And, you know, they were able to overcome it, luckily, uh, because they do exercise, they do eat generally well, and they were able to get through it. But if they were not in good shape, they did not exercise regularly before, and they got it, they would probably succumb to um, what happened to a lot of people where they just die. So, or they end up in the hospital hooked up to a ventilator. So guys, keep your body strong. Keep your body strong starting now. 
And we've talked about it before. God, guys, smoking, vaping, even smoking pot, that's all going to affect your breathing. So if you get this thing, it's going to really, really make it hard to recover from this, obviously. Anything else to add, Rick? Hey, you want to be healthy to begin with. You want to make sure digestion is on point, everything, back health, make sure you're doing your yoga, proper eating, exercising, doing your cardio. So make sure you're everything. You have uh, all of your vitamins, all of your minerals, everything is in order. That's really important. As long as your body is, is fine and it's healthy, your immune system will uh, find an answer to how to get rid of this bug. Your immune system will generate the solution to, to this bug and, and make you survive it just fine the way it has in the past with other bugs you've gotten. So just make sure you're, you're fine. So give us, some, give us some supplements, Rick, while we're on this topic. Give us some supplements that you think will help boost your immune system. Not cure. Look, you're not right going to cure. Yeah, you're not going right to cure. Right now what I'm doing is five caps of Entuguard uh, every day, two, capsule, two tablets of uh, 3D Multi. And I'm taking uh, four uh, tablets of HG Generate ES. And to me, that's getting all of my minerals and vitamins that I need. It's helping me uh, keep my own organs cleansed. And, and my immune system is fine. I'm not taking anything particularly to boost the immune system. I'm just keeping my, I'm just giving my body what it needs every day and helping me just keep my organs uh, clear and ready to go. It's supposed to, uh, if you do get this thing, it's supposed to affect like your kidney somewhat. So even proper hydration, staying away from alcohol. You know, if you're sitting there at home during quarantine time drinking, you're just weakening your body to deal with something if you do get sick. So make sure to stay away from alcohol. Just keep your body cleansed. Keep your, or keep your diet clean. It should be much easier than ever now now that you're home and you have full control over your foods and, and how everything gets prepared. You should be able to eat about as clean as, as clean as you've ever eaten if you're home. So even shit, even if your significant other's home, they can prepare better meals for you, even if you're if you're, even if you're an essential worker, still have to get out the door. So this should be just an advantage to eat the best you, you can eat. And you know, besides that, what have I heard? I heard a, a, a store owner out of NY who's got like three stores. He's uh, telling people that just uh, put in a light coat of uh, coconut oil all over like his skin, lips, nose, whatever skin he thinks uh, he feels it helps him uh, to, you know, as an anti-bacterial, uh, anti-anything. If he thinks if COVID gets on the coconut oil, it won't, won't survive. So, um, so he's telling people to do that. Um, some people taking golden seal, echinacea, and just hoping to boost their immune system. Um, seen a lot of ads now on my Facebook and Instagram feed for uh, transfer factors, which is basically from, from as far as I can tell, uh, it's like egg whites and colostrum. It's like the main uh, ingredients in that. And yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff, but just out of my store, if you guys wanted to grab something out of my store that you should take every day, just for your home workouts, if you're juicing, you know, you take it, you still, on your cycle because you have enough uh, weight at home in your garage to take care of business. It's just Entuguard, AC Generate ES, and just throw the, the 3D Multi on there. So taking the AC Entuguard at five caps and the 3D Multi two tablets. 
that's a good that's a good little combination uh, that I like and get, gets a good amount of of the essential stuff that I need in my body. And the uh, HG Generate ES is just a good idea. I, I like taking it normally. I'm, I'm on it probably six to eight months out of the year. And it's just good to take right along with your cycle. Uh, especially if you have a, if you have a significant other at home, it'll, it'll help with that situation too. You'll, uh, you know, you'll be a lot less bored. <laughs> it'll be great. So uh, th that's so what I recommend. So in addition to what Rick was saying, let's talk about the obvious ones. Number one, sleep, sleep quality. And it's hard to sleep right now because everyone's stressed out. You have money stresses, you have all kinds of stresses. You're not getting the same, you may not be getting the same exercise you usually do. Exercise is the best, you know, sleep remedy. Um, so you guys got to find a way to sleep, get good quality sleep, uh, blue blockers, grab some blue blockers, put those on in the evening. Um, even if you watch TV or you're on the computer or something, still it'll make you tired. You get the melatonin levels up. Next one, guys, stress. Again, hard. It's hard right now not to stress. We're all worried. We're worried about our loved ones. If you have a loved one that works in an essential job, they got to go to work every day. You're worried about them. You're worried about, you know, the economy. You're worried about your stocks. You're worried about your 401k, your IRA. You're worried about, you know what's happening around the world people dying you're worried about your community businesses shut down your your customers losing their job your customers losing their businesses it's hard right now not to stress but that stress is just complicating things you got to relieve that stress guys you got to relieve that stress um like i said like rick was saying yoga yoga before bed if you do yoga before bed that will reduce your stress what, what do you can. call the stress steve what was that word that you called the stress like gotta get the baby batter out there you go I mean, you got to get the baby batter out somehow, <laughs> guys. You got to. Go do something relaxing. What, I, what we talked about, some fishing. Go do some fishing. It's relaxing. Um, get away. Get away from your house. The house is stressing you out. You got to find something. Go to the woods. Go, go hike in the woods. You can, you can go out and, and walk and bicycle and stuff in these places. You're allowed to go exercise. Even, you know, in, a, in, in, in here, they're pretty loose in the United States. Where Rick lives, you can't do shit. But here, you can actually go and bicycle and stuff. So get out and do something. And the third one, guys, fasting. There's been some guys on uh, YouTube and social media saying that um, fasting is dangerous. It's dangerous right now. But here's, here's, here's though, here's where I, where I retort that. Because, yes, it is true. When you fast, your white, white blood cell count drops temporarily. And then when you come off the fast, you get some new troops. So when you come off the fast is when your immune system is the strongest. That is true. I'm not, I'm not denying that. But what they don't understand is when you're fasting, your body is in full fight or flight mode. Your adrenaline is up. Your body is on high alert. So actually when you're fasting, even though your right blood cell count does go down, you still get the benefits of boosting your immune system during that fast. So you can't go wrong with, with throwing in some 24, 36 hour fast here and there, or one, two, three, four, five day fast here and there that will boost your immune system, give you a last shot in the arm. So those are three ways, three ironclad ways that we know that will boost your immune system. And all three of those are really hard to do right now. Probably fasting is probably the easiest one to do right now, ironically, <laughs> you know, but, but sleep and stress is very, very hard for everybody. All right, guys. So I'm going to get Rick on this one. We have some UFC news. And because 
There's nothing else right now going on in the sports world. We have to talk about fucking UFC. Uh, I'm particularly not a fan, but Rick is a huge fan. I like football myself and hockey and like real sports. No offense, Rick. But uh, since those are not happening, games, you have your games. You like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking giving Rick shit. But Rick's a big UFC fan, and we have news today. I'm a fan um, of fighting. You're, like, you're a fighter. I'm a lover. You're a fighter. I like fighting any form. Boxing, kickboxing, K1, wrestling, jiu-jitsu. Just mano a mano, man to man. Let's do it. Let's do it. I would never fight you, Rick. I could never hit you. I could never put my hands on you. I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't train to hurt my friends or family. I only train to vanquish, <laughs> to vanquish my foes. <laughs> so what's going on with this news? Uh, apparently this guy from Russia... What's his name? Khalib? Caleb or something? What's his name? Khabib Merk. You know, I practiced the fucking pronunciation before the podcast, and now I, I killed it. <laughs> I, I me, got Rick. I got Rick messed up. But this it, guy. No, for- it's okay. Well, let, me, let, me, let me try this. Let me, let me, let me try this. So, so, so wait, wait a minute. I'm going to try to pronounce his, his last name. So he is Khabib Nurmagomedov. Khabib Nurmagomedov. That's how you're supposed to pronounce it, I think. All right, now say it 10, 10 times straight. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So he, he was supposed to fight in this UFC match. Okay, it was a big – it was supposed to be the prime <clears throat> event. Um, I do know that. They have prime events. So they have, you know, the fights that no one cares about, really. And then they have the last fight of the night, which is the big Well, he's fight the champion. The he, he finished uh, Conor McGregor, which is probably one of the most popular sports superstars in the world. So, and Khabib finished him. So, he is the champion. Gotcha. So, he was supposed to fight in this UFC 249. He pulled out because he refuses to fly to the United States. He doesn't want to get sick. He doesn't want to get his family sick. So, they switched him out for another guy. And um, now they're going to still do the fight, but they're going to do it in a Indian reservation in California. This way they can get around the you know essential business stay at home order and it won't be in front of people because uh the last one they did in Brazil, Rick, was not in front of people because Brazil let them do it. So the way they're skirting the laws in the United States is now they're doing it in Indian reservations and now they're gonna they're gonna try to do some on a private island apparently. Um so tell us a little bit about what you think about this whole controversy because really we have nothing else to talk about unfortunately when it comes to sports right now so we have to talk about this what do you think about this rick do it i think it's awesome that they're doing it i'm i'm glad that the ufc keeps the fights going and there'll just be no no crowds to expose people to any danger do it i love it i think it's a great idea i think the fighters are, are fine they're young they're strong and look when you're a fighter and you have to roll on mats at a gym several hours a day every day, your immune system tends to get a nice workout right along with your, with your body because just the different amounts of sweats and fluids and everything you come in contact with at these fucking gyms. So I think these guys are fine. I don't think there's anything to worry about. I think the fighters are probably all going to be just fine. They would be part of that huge asymptomatic group, even if they did get the get the Rona. I'm happy they're doing it, man. Great. 
keep it trucking. So, so my issue with this is like, why do it like in California where it's a stay at home order? California love. You got, you got to do it, man. California love. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Dre song. That's a Pac West Side. Dre. Yeah, something like that. No, that's Tupac, man. Yeah, Pac and Dre. Oh, okay. Tupac <laughs> and Dre. Out on bail without a care, California dreaming. So, I mean, I got an issue with this because we found that actually today that they have to do a certain amount of fights this year under contract. So, they're only doing this just to fulfill their contract. They're not doing this for no other reason. So, at the end of the day, you know, you're again, you're putting money instead of, you know, manning up and just being like, look, we can't do this until the stay-at-home orders are done. And these guys, these fighters got families. They want to make money too, brother. Well, the NBA and the NHL and NFL and stuff, they have families too, though. They're actually, you know, they're more broke than these guys because they can't, the NHL and NBA, the players actually have to give back money in the NBA, we found out, to the owners. They don't, they don't, they're all broke, man. They live paycheck to paycheck too. So, but I mean, the guy yeah, in but Russia. Those, but that's, but that's, you know, uh, 10 guys plus four raps on the, on the, on the court at one time. And it's a different story. It's completely different. So I mean, you're they, saying, cause it's one-on-one, right? You're saying mano, mano. Yeah. What about the, the raf? What about the other competitors there? What about like anyone who's there the media or whatever, take pictures to film it. You get, you got someone to film it, right? It's going on TV. It's going to be on ESPN or pay-per-view. It's still less those? people. It's still less people than a basketball or football game. Way less people. But you're still exposing people. That's the problem. If it was that easy, they'd still be playing hockey without a crowd. They just can't take that risk. My issue is, what about most people are going to be asymptomatic, uh, and even the people that do show symptoms, the chances of you really dying from it are are quite small. And but why I do think- it though? It's just for money. That's the only reason they're doing it though. It's just, you just said it. It's for money. So we're putting money ahead of life. There's a universal saying. Ha- have you ever heard of the saying? The show must go on. The show well, must I mean, go Broadway, on. the bro- Broadway the show must. Down. Well, this is, this is show business. Whether you want to, whether you want to, I mean, accept it or not, it's show business and the show must go on. Show business must, must go on. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. Happens. Let it go on. I got no problem. If they go to one private Island, but don't do this in fucking California, bro. Don't flaunt, you know, the stay at home order in California. People in LA have been doing a great you don't, job. You don't like so. it because you think it's like disrespectful, like subversive. Is that what you're saying? I, I just get the feeling this guy strikes me as a complete asshole. Who this Dana, Dana who White? UFC. Yeah. He, strikes well, he doesn't, me as a complete he doesn't own it. I mean, but he, he still yeah. runs it, but He's um, right. I have more know, respect if he just came out and said, you know what, we got – but he lied today. He was on ESPN. He completely lied about the reasoning for doing it. He's saying, oh, say? so our fans – he said, oh, so our fans can get their minds off of things. That's not why. It's because they they're under contract. They have to have a certain amount of fights. They're actually way behind. They're probably going to have record-breaking pay-per-views because since people are not going to gather at some of these uh, big places anymore, everybody's going to be ordering from home. Probably going to have some yeah. – some but I mean, if he manned up and said that straight up, hey, we're doing this because we're on contract and the show must go on. If he, if he said that, not come out and act like he's doing this for humanity. I'm not going to watch it. Are you going to watch it? Look, everybody, unfortunately, unfortunately, everybody does it. I mean, even the guys running for office, they're not going to tell you that they're running because they want to make more money. They're going to tell you they want to run it because they want to change things. They see something wrong and I want to change it. Bullshit. They're trying to set themselves and their families up to be good for generations and that's why they do it so look everybody everybody uh 
lies a little bit about the reasoning when the final reason really is putting bread on the table and making money. When, when that's the end, most people will skirt having to admit to it. But look, not just him. The fighters want to make money too. Khabiba Nurmagomedov, he, he's paid. You know, he's paid and he, he's like, you know, making dollars and spending rubles. Like he, he, he's good. He's chilling. But when it comes to some of these guys that are only making, you know, 20,000, 30,000 a fight, and they have maybe two fights a year, um, you know, these guys are hungry and, and they want to compete. They want to fight. They want to stay on level. And look, you're, 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 when you're in there bleeding and, and on a canvas that other people have been walking through, I mean, you're already in a Petri dish of shit. Everything from staph infections, ringworm, and you are uh, tuberculosis. I mean, you're susceptible to, you're really, when you're in a gym, when you're in that training setting, there's no escaping uh, being inoculated, being contaminated with things, right? So just the, the Rona is just one more thing to add to that. And it's not like that. Look, it's not like that when you play basketball. You know, you can play basketball and be on your feet and not, not hit the paint the whole game. And, you know, and maybe bump into a guy or two, but it, when you're when you're even practicing for fighting, you're on the ground. Your whole body is is wiping the mat, wiping the ground with your whole body. So it's a it's a different, and the contact is a lot closer. And sometimes people's blood gets on you, and, and their snot gets on you. It's different. So I don't see Corona being just that much more dangerous than what these fighters already face just in training and in, in, in the dojo. You've convinced me, Rick. You've convinced me on this one. <laughs> I think Rick won this debate. I think if it's just the two of them fighting and no, and no one else, it's fine. But if there's I'm other sure people... I'm sure they'll be wearing work- like, like PPE and, and... No, I mean, if there's yeah, people there working... Back in the back, yeah. Everybody will they have... They get it and they get it and they spread it. This is, this, this is a problem. The NFL Oh, it'll draft- blow up on their face. It'll be such yeah. a bad PR. I think if they're smart... They're going to require that everybody wears wears protective uh, uh, gear all the way up until just the guy's fighting. They take it off, and then everybody from the ref to the cameraman to to anybody there to the to the corner people in the locker rooms. I think they're going to probably make everybody wear something. Maybe set the locker rooms further apart so that people are in separate separate locations. Uh, if they're smart, they'll also spread them out of the hotels so not everybody's staying at the same hotel. I mean, they would. They'll do a good job of this if they're really, uh, if they're really trying not to have this become a really a PR mess for them later on, because 15 people that that were there got sick, 30 people that were there got sick, and then, you know, you have a, a big mess in your hands. So if they're smart, they'll they'll do it just right where they can pull this off, and then not have a big scandal from it. Because you know they're they're just waiting in the wings to to mess them up over this, like. They're, they're just waiting to crucify them for daring to continue to run their business while we have this, this thing going on right now. So hopefully they'll be real smart and there won't be any reported cases or, or any, anything, coming, anything bad coming from this. Or, or it'll, you know, it'll be bad. <laughs> All right, guys. So we have a couple more topics here. Tips with getting along with significant other and kids. Um, because a lot of people right now, they're driving each other fucking crazy. Everyone I talk to, they're driving each other fucking crazy right now because they're at home all the fucking time. And not only that, they're fucking prisoners in their home. There's nowhere to go. Even if you want to go somewhere, there's nowhere to fucking go. 
So what are some tips to not drive? Aren't you lucky, Eric? You're divorced. Could you imagine? You'd be, you'd be going you, crazy what, right what, now. What are you going through? Are, are you guys okay? Or is it starting to wear on you already? No, we're, we're fine. It's not like, not, we don't have kids or nothing. So don't, don't bother me. I mean, it's kind of cool. Like, 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 yeah, you guys are adults. Met, met, got together as adults and get along. It's cool. I'm fine. I think. All right, you're fine. But what happens if you were married what, with kids? What right happens now? if you're married with kids? I don't know. Kids are fun. They really are. And maybe you have a, a good chance to spend time with them, really get to know them. And really kind of take advantage of the of what's going on now, this pause, and just help help shape them to to what they can be, you know, to the best they can be, and help shape them into the adults you wanna you wanna be really good friends with later on and take that as an advantage. So even when they're being a little bit annoying, even when they're kind of, you know getting on your nerves because you know they're kids and they're home all day so they they don't like that either they like to go out you just examine it and just see them realize they're going to be adults one day and take this as an advantage to shape that take this the fact that life slowed down a little bit as time to like really pay attention to your kids and and work on them you know, the right way. That's, that's the only thing you the only think you, the only approach you should have towards your kids. You know, that's it. And as far as your significant other, look, play video games together, you know, play video games together, play watch porn together. I mean, just do something and don't argue, don't fight. <laughs> just chill. Try to spend if you can. Try to. It's it's the money issues too, Rick. If you got you're being squeezed with money and stocks are going down and you're taking a beating in the stock market and everything, the money issue kind of hammers you guys. Because I mean, you're not get, we're not getting much relief. Uh, I some in, car insurance companies announced they're dropping the premiums by fifteen percent. Oh, whoop de do. So I save fifteen bucks a month on my car insurance. I mean, it's fucking absurd what's going on right now. Like, there's no help. So, I mean, how do you balance that? The money issue, that's not fun. Well, the, the one thing that you need to make sure when you have money problems is to not get emotionally wrecked over that money problems because that'll hinder your ability to resolve the money problems. It'll, it'll just, the problem will just continue to build onto itself. So you just have to practice you have to practice a lot of just emotional discipline and realize that money is just that it's that's why we live like in the best time to be alive in the world you know because when money can become like the biggest problem in your life that's actually pretty darn good because generations past had like problems where like penicillin wasn't invented yet or like you know the lord could do whatever he wanted with the with the peasants of the land. I mean, we had like real fucked up problems before. So now where your only problem is like generating this, this green paper and you're, you know, you got time and you got credit and you got social media and you got free coaching guys will tell you how to make money. And you know, on, on, on social, you really just, 
condense it to that. It's, it's money. It's not causing you physical pain on the spot unless you let it. You just got to figure it out. Look, I have problems coming up, bro. I mean, just, just to share with you, Steve, um, my manufacturer already let me know that some runs of product that I had ordered and foreseen, they're basically not happening. He's not saying they're going to be late a month or two or three. He is just saying they're not, they're not, they're not happening, bro. Now, this is a guy who would tell me, hey, man, things are going great when he might be late by a few weeks. So the fact that he's now not even giving me any little bit of slight hope, I know that I might be out of products to sell. Um, I'll start to be out of pro run out in, in the next couple of months. And I don't know what I'm going to do. I have this, this business, uh, family, everybody relies on it. And I'm really on my way to running out of some bestsellers, some products that took years to gain a good following and, and everything. Antugard and Entuslin are the first two that I'm foreseeing are going to run out. What am I going to do? I'm figuring it out right now. But I tell you what, I'm not like losing sleep over it and completely wrecked anxious over it, even though it, it could spell the end of, of everything. But I'm getting really proactive to fix it. And that's a real problem. I'm going through some of these financial problems and issues just as much as everybody else out there. My only attitude towards it is just, look, it's just paper. It's just money. My body's fine. I'm healthy. Kids are healthy. We're good. You know, we, I can resolve the rest. So I'll, I'll have to figure something out. And that's it. And getting really... I know I'll be, I know the income, as soon as product, the products are run out, the daily income of, of the business will drop. And I already know that's, that's going to happen. And I don't have a huge plan already. I'll prepare for it. No, I'm kind of winging it. I have no idea what I'll do. But I tell you, one thing I know I won't do is I won't get anxious and crazy about it to the point where, where it cripples me, it hinders me from, from, coming up with creative ways to resolve the problem and, and having the, the optimism that things will work so that I can work on them every single day, just knowing things are going to pan out. Like that's, that's one thing that I, that I know that I, I need to keep my brain focused on. So that, that's what I can tell anybody out there that has any monetary problems, any monetary issues, or, you know, you can already foresee in a couple of months, this and that is going to happen. Look, just don't be attached to material things. Don't be too attached to the material. Bottom line, it to your health. Physical, mental health should be number one and one. There's no number one and two. It's just one health, mental and physical. And as long as you have that, you can generate wealth. You can generate income, even if there's a hiccup. But you have to keep yourself healthy mind and body and not, you know, and not let, not get anxious and not lose sleep and wreck your health over some money that might not come in in a few months or maybe not, it's not coming in now. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's the best thing I call for. If you, if you're really, if I'm talking to you right out there and you, and you, don't, and you don't foresee monetary issues, but you're having them right now, like today. Look, I've seen tons of people on Facebook 
offering free food and, and to give people food and meals if they request them. A ton of people I've seen locally too. If you don't have it and you need food and you're not reaching out for help because you're ashamed or something, that's it's no bueno. You're not going to go without food, without a meal. There's a ton of people out there. I've seen them offering foods, a ton of, of, of churches um, that'll give you food even if you don't, even if you're not from that religion. You'll have food. You, you'll, you'll be able to uh, uh, have a place to stay. I don't think they're letting anybody get evicted now, right, in any state. You just... No, not every state, no. In certain every, states. Certain yeah. states. All right, you yeah. just, just write it out. You know, just write this thing out. Don't, don't let it wreck. Don't, don't let the problem itself hinder your ability to resolve it and to see your way out of it. Because if you do, then, I mean, you're done. You're screwed. You know, you're screwed. So I, I'm going through it now. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do, guys. But, you know, if I run out of the top three sellers, that's, you know, top three best sellers, that's, that's half of, of the business they're gone and it's and it's not like i could run to another manufacturer because everything is slow coming in from china is slow all of the manufacturers in the in the east coast and and the west coast uh, they're all affected by this there's some manufacturers in in the southern states but to get started with a new guy and pick up it's tough it's hard it, it doesn't it, it's gonna make it take longer anyway so what am I going to do? So, I mean, if you're having these problems, isn't every Everybody, supplement company every going to have is, these problems too? Every, so you're saying there's not going to be any supplements in three no, months? No, anybody? I didn't say that. No, I didn't say that. Uh, There'll be a lot of stuff will run out. A lot of your favorite brands will not restock certain items. A lot You're going to see a lot of brands coming up with new products based on, on what materials are available. There's going to be a shift. You're going to see a lot of stuff run out, run out of stock. And you're going to see a lot of new different products that you've never seen before. Won't someone they'll fill in that vacuum if they see an opportunity to kind of step in? Won't it, why is there not someone uh, you know waiting for? Uh, oh, there, 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 there always is, and there always is, and there will be. There always is, and there and there will be. But it's just what what part? It's like where 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 on the market or where on the ship are you when it goes down? You know, if you're, if you're at the part of the ship that sinks first, then you sink first. Or you could be at the part of the ship that, you know, that floats all the way till the end. You know, it depends where, where, you're, where you're at. So if this thing hits, it depends how much stock you had, how much, um, you know, how much uh, raw materials you had already in the country. It depends on a lot of factors. So, uh, I mean, I, I'm figuring out ways of, of, be, of fixing it, obviously. But it's not a, a clear one-two solution. And I'm going through things like this just like everybody is. If you're not in an essential industry, chances are you're getting into debt with the banks. If you were in an essential industry, chances are you're being affected in some way. Supplements uh, or any kind of foods or anything, supply lines. We rely on, on China. And also people are just out sick. There are people that are out sick. There are people that, are, that have quit, refused to go to work. Also, they have a lot of some people work in some factories and manufacturing places that used to have office staff and manufacturing staff. Now, the office staff is trying to work it from home. They're down to, to skeleton manufacturing a staff crew. Um, and also, 
the raw materials are real slow coming in. So that there uh, it's going to be uh, at least the next twelve months is going to be uh, turmoil as far as supplements and nutrition goes, and brands being able to to get stuff in. So any of you guys out there that like Entugard and like Entuslin, those two specifically, then and Entugenerate would be the next one, and then ES. Those are the first four that are probably going to run out. Um, pick them up now. Um, there's a good chance that once they run out, they might be we might lapse on them for months. Because one raw material not not getting in on time will hold back production of of the whole product. You know, if, if people have known my 44 ingredient formula in Intugard, I can't just drop two or three ingredients and not make it a big deal. Because some guys might only might buy the product because of one or two of those ingredients. And they'll they'll notice that, that it's missing and you know, I have a, a big problem. So everything's gotta be in or we can't make it. And that's that's where I'm, that's where we're at right now. Not only is my manufacturing really slow down to ten percent capacity, but the raw materials are real slow coming in, and uh, and that's and that's and that's with there still being stocks of raw materials stored uh, ready to go somewhere. We still haven't hit the problem now with a lot of uh, vegetation. Uh, a lot of crops haven't been demolished by locusts uh, in Africa that shortage of materials probably going to hit in 12 to 24 months. We're going to see probably a hit because a lot of, a lot of uh, raw materials, a lot of herbs are, are grown in Africa. And, you know, some of these places, uh, just you know, good soil and, and good growing seasons. And, you know, they get into the supplement capsules later on uh, when the process. So it's a lot of challenges coming, coming by. I, I'm, I'm in as much uh, of a uh, of trouble as everybody else, but getting worked up about it is not going to do anything. It's just going to make it harder to take the steps every day. They're gonna they're gonna fix things. If you just dwell on the bad shit, you'll drive yourself crazy. You'll stress yourself to death. I see that a lot with people right now. They're just stressing out over things. They're bringing the stress on themselves. Look at the positives. You know things you got. I think uh, most people, Rick, would kill for your life, you know? I mean, you fucking got three different homes, New York, South America, Vegas. I mean, those are the fucking three places every guy would want to live. You bang different chicks every night. I mean, you got everything, man. <laughs> you know, and, you, and, like and um, you got a supplement company. I mean, you get the dream. I do. You uh, get the dream life from most of these guys. I do. All right, guys, yeah. <laughs> we're way, we're over our hour, guys, believe it or not. We have some topics that we didn't even get to. All right, guys, so one more topic before we let you guys go. Uh, let's talk about how to date in the 21-day-later uh, uh, phase of uh, our existence. Uh, so dating right now, uh, I'm, I'm really at a loss. Like, how do you take a girl and uh, invite her out to dinner? How do you invite her to a movie? All these regular activities you would do uh, with a girl, even going the, for a picnic on the beach or going to the park or something, all these places are closed. So, I mean, you're pretty much like, how do you get to know someone right now? How do you do a first date, second date, third date in public? You know, there's nowhere to go. So it's, it's really tough right now to get to know somebody. So those of us in boring uh, relationships look like geniuses right now. 
because uh, if you're uh, single and you're trying to meet people, it's not going to be easy. Uh, so Rick, what's your thoughts on this? I wonder if um, how things are going out there for people who are doing online dating and dating apps and stuff. How's the hookup situation going or? I don't know. I don't do the apps. I think you told me you, you're the app guy, right? You're the, you're the, no, I never did app, apps, believe it or not. I never, I never met a single person on app before, but I have a friend who, who did. I'm not, I haven't talked to him in a while. I'll have to ask him. Right. Uh, it's hard. It, you might not, yeah, you might not get to meet or go out on any dates right now. It, it's, it's it, right now. If you're single, if this court, you're single, it's tough. It's one of those times where you just have a building phase. So if you're not dating, you're not meeting girls, you're not macking, meeting guys, if you're female listening, then it's time to work on yourself, you know, work, work on the product, work on your offering, everything top to bottom from health, eating well, uh, read up on a couple of good books, uh, read books about the, the topic, about the subject, you know, read books about, you know, being, a, being everything you can be. So it's, if you're not dating, if you're like, oh, I'm single, fuck, this caught me. This caught me with uh, being single. I can't meet someone. Then just work on yourself to become the best version of yourself. So when we get out there, maybe you'll meet some, uh, some single people, right? So I got some statistics for you, Rick. Apparently, this dating guru has said that people are actually craving connection more than ever because it's constrained. So they have a height. She's saying that you have a heightening feeling for a lot of people that they would really like to have a romantic partner right now. So the dating app stats for Hinge, 30% increase in messages for March. Tinder, there were more than 3 billion swipes on just on March 29th. It's the highest number of recorded swipes for a single day in the app's history. So people, what they're doing, they're doing a lot of virtual dating. They're doing, um, they're meeting people like through, you know, Zoom and all this stuff and then uh, FaceTime and getting to know people that way. So, I mean, there are people going over it. So I wonder if it's going to, you know, get people involved, more involved in stuff like this. So there has actually been a big um, explosion in this uh, online type of thing. So this is where online people who are like experts on online dating apps and online dating websites, those people who have like six dating apps and they're, they're subscribed to like five dating websites. They look like geniuses right now because now there uh, there's so many people now headed to the internet to meet people. Cause you can't meet people in a bar. You can't meet people in a club. You can't meet people in a restaurant. You can't meet people at the gym. You can't meet people at yoga. You can't meet people anywhere now. I mean, where are you supposed to meet people? And, so, when you, and we, we finally do get out of this, um, everybody's going to have masks on. So you won't even be able to tell if a girl's cute or not. Yeah, that's good. It, that's a good one. It's true. For sure. It's true. That's going to change a lot. You know, you, you remember, remember this. You used to walk into these places and, and could see a, a woman and, you know, see what she looked like. Um, now it's going to be different. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we're going to be probably wearing masks for a few months. Um, maybe. I think this is going to be more of a permanent thing, bro. I don't think it's just going to be. be. Considering, you know, this thing is supposed to die off a little bit later this year and then come back next winter, spring. So um, this could be a thing where you got to get used to meeting people in the, I was in the grocery store. Actually, there's this cute girl at the cashier 
and she's doing my groceries and stuff. And I would have, you know, probably asked her out. I was wearing a mask. So I don't know if I was single, you know, if I would have asked her out, she, she you know, wearing a mask, how that would have worked out. So yeah, I, think, kind of, I, I think, I think just out of courtesy, you got to pull it down and be like, look at his face. You want to go on a date? Then she would say no. So I can't oh, do that. See, you got, you got you to gotta believe in yourself, man. You got to have that conviction. You know, when you, when you ask the girl out on a date, you have to, you have to word it like, or you have to just have the attitude like you're, you're setting up the time and day, not asking if, you're just asking when, kind of. It'll work out. We'll see. Unless she's got like a hubby at home, she'll go out. If you do it the right way, even if she's got a boyfriend, she'll go hang out with you for a day. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm reading about, um, this is what this lady suggests you do. These are four things you can do right now for a date. You can draw together, <laughs> draw together. That's a good one. Fishing. That's fun. That's fun. You can go fishing. Like what I do, go fishing, teach her how, how to fish swimming. You go swimming, find a place. As long as you don't swim. catfish. It's fine. And then the last one cooking. You can have a cooking date. Um, that's that's another option. But can you do that on a first date and invite a girl over to cook? I mean, I've done you know, it. I've done it. I know you've done it, but if she's, you know, she's probably gonna assume you probably want some uh, poontang. So that's that's a tough one. So you know, those. Well, those then are if, if then if she shows up, then you know she wants some dick too. Yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> it, I think it'll be fine, dude. I think. I don't, I don't know. It does make. So it you're tougher. saying, oh, what are you doing, Dan? Why don't you tell us? Well, I, I, I think I, you, you know, you don't listen to the podcast, do you? I told you, um, actually, when I, when I came down, so right? So you are in the so right. Let, let me, let me, let me tell. You. So, uh, so there, are these uh Instagram uh, uh fitness models that that are helping us with with marketing. So when I was coming down to the expo in Medellin for the Latin American Mister Mister Olympia, came down to the expo, um, we were just going to meet up and some professional stuff. So went to the expo, to the expo, we were like in the same city. We met up, had dinner together, then went to the gym together the next day, then had lunch that day, then went to the gym together again the next day, then had dinner that night. You know, so it just, we just, we just started hanging out because I, I was down here on some, on some business stuff and it was just convenient to be at the gym together. And then when things started to get locked down and, the government said people have to stay home. Um, we just kind of, um, we were already kind of seeing each other and she just, we just discussed it and she stayed here with me. So, you know, she, she lives in a studio apartment and um, this place that I'm staying at here is a, a pretty decent sized place. And if you're going to be home all day, why not? So, you know, we just hanging out together. It worked out pretty well, man. I mean, I, I, I'm, you know, I have uh, challenges as I discussed earlier with the brand, the business, how we're gonna how we're gonna stay alive with now supply lines from China drying up and working on it. But look, look at the bright side. You know, at least look, I um, have a, a brand new girl that I'm I'm chilling with, and we you know we stay out of each other's face throughout the day. She does her thing, I do mine, um, and then you know we have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But during during the time that we're not that we're not eating or making love or working out together. It's been great. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to first describe, how to describe it better, but it's been, it's been good. But again, it's, 
you know, she's gorgeous, fitness model, work out every day. We just, we're having fun together. And we both realize it kind of, we're both really trying to make the best of it and, and, and have fun. And that's what you have to do. You have to, you have to free, free, realize like, it's not the ideal situation. You have to make the best of it, no matter where you're at, who you're with. It, it'll become part of, or you'll be stronger from it later on if you can take the situation and, and make the absolute best that you possibly can. Because it is rough. It's tough for everybody. Be having to stay at home, having a distance from ever, from people, uh, be, be having uncertainty as far as work or or your money situation. That's all. Like that's enough to make anybody crazy. So just finding the the good in everything and and trying to be the best in everything, finding the best in everything. That's that's key. So when's the uh, date? Have you guys set a date yet? A date for what, bro? <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, man. I'm not. I'm not. I'm never. You know. Are you getting? Why, why aren't you getting married, bro? Why don't you get married? I don't want the government involved. There you go. So no, I mean, we're, we're 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 good. You know, we're we're you know we're not even talking that far ahead. You know, we're we're just sitting here discussing what what's going to happen over the next uh, over the next few weeks. So well, once you get help or get, you know, you're not going to be able to get her her papers unless you marry her. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't think she wants papers. She actually has a visa. She's traveled to the States uh, about three times. So she has a visa, but uh, no, she likes it here. And what she's trying to do is she's trying to grow her personal training business and grow her brand. She's got, uh, you know, thousands of Instagram followers and she, um, she want to give her a shout on here. She's got a couple. You know, you know what I'm. You know what I'm, I might do. I might uh, might give her a boost. Uh, um, introduce some of the members on the forums and stuff just to help her out. Might do that. You know, she she's helping us market in the Latin American market. It's same same brand and TBM, but you know we have a different set of products for South America and and the marketing. Uh, the way we market here is is different in South America. You know, in the States, we sell direct to consumer right from our store. In South America, the influencers sell hand to hand. It's not like multi-level, but, you know, they, they sell direct and, and it's all influencers and it's all uh, person to person. We're not putting stuff in stores and we don't have a direct store you can order from. We're doing like a uh, social, real kind of grassroots, like all the competitors that are really important. They, they help us. Uh, move person to person. Like I said, even the products are different. The products that we sell here are, are different. The reason I have girls marketing the products in, in Colombia, not so much in the U S is because here I'm really pushing the fat burners. Uh, those have been a, a, a good sellers and, and some of the basics like creatine and stuff like that is still a go here where, you know, stateside, the guys that buy my stuff are, are using steroids. So they need a product for, you know, not to guard for the liver, kidneys, blood pressure, all that good stuff, you know, and to generate uh, for, for protection during their cycle. So their testicles won't shrink to bring them back after cycle for post-cycle therapy. So that, that's my market in the U.S. But in South America, steroid users are not, are not buying supplements. Uh, on the other hand, uh, a lot of the girls and a lot of the guys are just trying to lose a little bit of fat, get, get toned. They're buying a ton of fat burners and, and creatine and, and some of these real basics uh, that 
maybe aren't aren't don't move as well in the states or are more competitive in the states i think all right guys look we hope we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast it was entertaining hope you guys learned a thing or two and uh you know keep the questions coming we'd love to uh read your questions on the, the podcast for steve smee and rick this is another episode of evolutionary.org podcast talk to you guys next week have a good one steve have a good one guys 